I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Ooh, hello there. And Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. All right, so here's the deal. I've actually been really looking forward to doing these types of episodes for a long, long time. Uh, We have had a chance to talk to so many Imagineers, and they really bring creativity and this brilliance to us in the Disney theme parks. And so what I decided we would do today is play a little bit of armchair Imagineering. And I know different shows will do this in different ways. So for this first time, I thought we would go ahead and focus specifically at Walt Disney World. And that what we would do is we would do sort of two really broad categories. The first category being that we are going to talk about rides that we would current, that are currently in uh, different theme parks in Walt Disney World, and that we would alter one of those rides or shows or restaurants or whatever we want to bring to the table. And then after that, we will actually talk about in each of the different areas and theme parks, what ride we would want to put there, kind of whole cloth. So uh, we'll do that after we do the rides that we're going to alter, which means you're going to get a lot of really good ideas coming out of this podcast, I feel like, because we are going to have, what would that be? Would that be 12 different? So four times three math four so there'll be there'll be 12 different uh oh ideas my. in each of the in each of the different categories that we have which means all you imagineering folks that are listening to us that are way smarter than us please hold your laughter that's what i that's what <laughs> i ask uh while you're listening back to this episode so so when you said eight you meant eight i, I, I I, oh, well, I'm, this is going to be blue sky and brainstorming all at the same time. I love preparing for these things, but I have some ideas, but well, I know, but then, but then there was a little bit further instruction that was much more simplified and I went the simple way, but you know, I usually, my answers have 12 things. So I have a couple of things on reserve anyway. Okay. We'll see. Oh gosh. The pressure is on. I will say that I did explain the the rules to you several times this week and uh, that it seemed uh, very clear. I don't know, Vanessa, uh, was I not clear? Um, I mean, I think I know what's happening, but we're going to find out if what I, what I think is about to happen is actually what's supposed to happen. So I just think this furthers um, the thought that there's nothing like taking a bunch of people from the Midwest who can't read instructions and having them design a theme park instead of <laughs> you get paid to do it. So yeah, this will be great. This is we'll gonna be fun anyway, happens. regardless. You know how many how many opes should we put in this episode just to confirm that we are from the the Midwest? Oh, oh sorry, God. Brett, didn't mean to step on your toes there. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> What if we're not from Wisconsin? Cows. Our, oh my corn. gosh. Oh lots my of corn. We have, we have lots of corn. Uh, are any of our attractions going to include corn? We will find out right well, I now. I think this whole episode go is going to have a lot of corn. Sorry. As we go anyway. into the uh, rides that we are going to want to alter. I don't know. Is this going to be ding ding worthy, Brett? Should I ding ding things? Because no. it's kind of like rounds. <laughs> like, do, I, do I go ding ding? Oh, I don't know. Do I do it? You, I, maybe, you know maybe, what? No, you be you. you. You do you. We can. I, put that in post but maybe maybe what we do is when we have like a really good idea there that we all agree on it's a there is maybe a special noise Ooh, okay it's a really downer of idea it can be we should say that uh also we're gonna of course be posting about this in our beyond the mouse podcast pals facebook group and we want to hear your ideas because they are absolutely going to be better than our ideas that we're going to share now so here it is here are the rides here are the rides that we are going to alter and i will start this out and then that way because maybe i wasn't as clear in my instruction as 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 i thought i was being so i'll make sure to start this out and i think you have to start in the magic kingdom right so uh, we will start in that park that started it all and the ride that i am going to alter because this is the one that we will be altering first there is a 
ride that is desperately due for something to happen to it. And that is the Tomorrowland Speedway. And so I always think about Tomorrowland as being um, sort of my area that I love to go to in the park. It's the place where Walt thought of the future that never was, but, but could have always been. And I want to bring that back. And what I'm going to do, because obviously budgets don't matter, I'm going to enclose Tomorrowland Speedway. Go with me here because it's going to be a really big enclosure, almost like a a big dome. And I am going to take it back to, it's going to be a ride through the space race. And so you're going to be able to uh, interact with different elements of what it was to be able to create uh, the mission to the moon. And even kind of draws back on that old attraction, mission to the moon, mission to Mars, and uh, allows you to be in that mindset as you're going into tomorrow. And in fact, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the moon. Some other Imagineer could convince me that we should be more forward-looking and that we could go to Mars during this attraction. Perhaps you could do both. You could almost do kind of a, a history of the space program. And so it would be more of a dark ride. I'm thinking it has to be trackless because that's where technology is. But that's what I'm doing in Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland Speedway. I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting rid of the awful smell, the really loud noise from the gas, the horrible environmental impact that that ride has and i am putting in a space race themed attraction in tomorrowland thoughts oh hi are we d23 i feel like we're d23 well here's my concept art for you now because this is an audio only podcast i can tell you that i'm holding up such a beautiful piece of artwork that i came up with it's just amazing do that or did you do that no this was this was all me last night i promise Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's an artist now vanessa you had an adverse reaction to when i said tomorrowland speedway might it be possible that that might be also where you were thinking. Yes, that's the very first thing that I was going to add. No dissing to Bob Gurr, who was the original creator of the Autopia cars, which obviously lends itself to the Speedway, but I don't like that ride. I don't get that ride. I, I think it's a huge waste of time. Like you said, it smells awful. So um, my only addition to that, and I, I can come up with something else for my turn, but my only addition to that is I thought it would be really cool is if A, they were a little bit faster and mm-hmm. B, if there was like some kind of light tunnel that you could go through and hear me out, have you guys ever parked your car and then the person next to you is backing up and you feel like you're moving forward? What if the light tunnel hat was progressively moving, had images moving backwards. So it felt like you were going super fast through the tunnel when really you weren't. They have something, (laughs) it it feel like the uh, Finding Nemo ride is similar to that in Epcot Mm -hmm. when you're going through the tunnel, but doing that in a car, I think would be amazing. So I think that's a great suggestion, Craig. I would say the Little Mermaid ride as well, when you're kind of going under the sea, it has that similar effect where it feels yes. like you're really speeding up, even though you're, you're going the same, um, you know, at the same speed that you always have been. So I totally get exactly. you there. Now, do you have something else on the back burner yeah. that you want to bring up as well? Because you can go ahead and go next. We'll let Brett sure. continue to collect his thoughts a little bit here. So this now, because you stole mine and I had everything written out. And so That's I had totally to fine. So this. this is off the cuff. Right. This is off the cuff. I think it would be really great if in the mad, just pivoting a little from Speedway, uh, in the mad tea party section where there's also the Cheshire Cafe, if there was actually some kind of pavilion or building or attraction where you could actually have a tea party in that space and have it be a really kooky tea party with all the dishes stacked up. I mean, people, I feel like have had several Alice in Wonderland themed parties and tea parties. So to either make it a dining experience or some kind of walkthrough where you could get tea if you wanted, the Cheshire cattails could be in there. Those things are amazing. Brett, I did notice that you didn't bring back one from your trip. That's okay. Uh, I was they weren't open. You. They weren't open. No they, no, they were at another location, which is so weird. Why, oh. why send the cattails off when they're supposed well, to be see, in well, the tea party have- section? Well, well, they had they had they had um, fish from Columbia Harbor House over in Tomorrowland. I know they've got to get their food oh, menus well. 
in okay. line because this is just crazy. <laughs> it's like a, a food treasure hunt. But anyway, uh, something like that I think would be really awesome because currently the only place to get tea and have a tea party that I'm aware of is at the Grand Floridian. And while that is beautiful and lovely and I really love their tea service, there is no longer the orchestra playing in the Grand Floridian as far as I am aware. So that is something that I feel is going to be really missing is having that music. So if they could have more of a themed area to serve tea and and again, have it be in kooky teacups and have really great table displays. I just think there'd be something that would be so fun for boys and girls. I think it'd be a good time. That's a great idea. You know, especially off the cuff. Are you kidding me? Wow, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've got a a budding Imagineer here. I should mention, I'm going to throw out there this disclaimer that um, as we've been starting to talk about what's actually going on in the parks right now, that's all at the time of this recording because, uh, of course, things change at a breakneck pace uh, in Disney-dom right now. So at the time of this recording, uh, we don't have that orchestra back, but I do know that they are starting to uh, open things more readily and things are truly getting much more back to normal in the parks. I wanted to throw out that disclaimer. Brett, what are you altering in the Magic Kingdom? Oh, in the Oh, that's right. Oh, that's oh. Oh, that's right. We're going to each park. Which <laughs> oh, is exactly okay. what the direction said. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I got well, it. Vanessa, I am joining you in off the cuff land. <laughs> well, but, just, but remember, right, you're just picking a, a I picked an area and approved upon the area because I don't like the teacups, but just you can pick a ride and you know you can always pick on craig's beloved peter pan ride (laughs) no no i'm like going you know no no i thought i'm like going it's enough to have you know a discussion Uh, sometimes a heated discussion with you vanessa about you know the the turkey legs so i'm not gonna do go there with craig because one choose your battles (laughs) okay so i'm thinking that the Haunted Mansion area is in need of a little something, a zhuzh, a something for the fans of the Haunted Mansion that gives them a little bit more than the beloved attraction. So I'm thinking perhaps, hmm, I don't know, since we get to ride through in the doom buggy, you know, we get to see the happy haunts in the, in the, in the, the ballroom sort of celebration sort of thing and the, like the birthday sort of cake thing. Well, why don't we do some sort of haunted mansion dinner where we, we take, you know, we kind of do a back entrance into not the real one, but a, you know, a recreation of the, the ballroom where, where we can have actually ghosts and that sort of thing visible at you know at a at a person level because we know that the peppers ghost and all of that sort of thing if we were to go down there actually you know on the floor and all this we would only see um the well the actual well we we would see the audio animatronic figures and such that create the illusion which we don't want to do that we want to have new a new experience that reminds us of that of that experience um, that we're writing through but we get to dine there and so I'm, I don't know, I'm not really a foodie, but I'm like going, you'll see as we go through the, all of the areas that, um, that dining, a dining experience is something that I'm looking for because, I mean, we already have, we already have Skipper's Canteen, you know, so that is a really fun take on the Jungle Book experience. So, so this is a Haunted Mansion dining, you know, experience sort and, of thing you know with madame then, leota's for tea we'll have madame leota's tea no, no, yeah anyway and then like the ghosts would come out and do like a one of those old-timey group dances that i love so much and we could watch it would be like performance and dinner oh i think I that's a good idea well i you love know. this idea i love it i love okay. it i love it thank you good thank you and Off finally the the, good yeah. job brett now um, I do want to move us along to our next park because we have a lot okay. of, we have eight different ideas to get through okay. all eight of them, Brett. Mm-hmm. Uh, now mm. tell me, did you happen to come up with a ride uh, to alter in Epcot or no? Cause if well, you I'm did, really hoping, I want to go yes. right back to you. 
Thank you. It's well, thank you. And and because you know what I'm going to be talking about you because um, invariably when we have had, we and we've been so honored to have wonderful Imagineers on our podcast. And I still pinch myself to when I think about the wonderful people that we've talked to and all that we've talked to them about. But when we did talk with Tony Baxter, we were mentioning Journey into Imagination, as I do anytime we talk to an Imagineer. And I'm like going, why? Why did they do that? So I will not whine about it. I will just say that even though it sounded kind of like Tony Baxter might have been giving a little bit of a hint that he is interested slash maybe he's already been talked to about working on um, a journey into imagination, reimagineering experience. But so this is what I would do. Okay. Okay. We can now announce the new Pixar film with the Dreamfinder and Figment. And then we will join Dreamfinder, Figment, and all of your favorite Pixar pals, and we mean all of them, for a Pixar-themed Dreamfinder-hosted attraction about imagination and the creative process. We're also bringing back corporate sponsorship for companies with really deep pockets, and Apple is the corporate host. How's Ah, that? that? I like it. Yes, that's very yes. good. And you know, um, there's been rumors out there that at least some uh, Pixar characters might be joining in the Journey into Imagination Fund. But it's really, cool you're bringing yes. Uh, I think that there's been a rumor out there for I don't know for a couple of years that the Inside really? Out folks would be joining along because oh, the Inside Out. All, that's my favorite Pixar. I, I'm not bringing Film. it up because it's Inside Out. I'm just saying that that's legit. Yeah, I know those rumors, right, Vanessa? Brett's trying to improve upon the attraction, not make yes, it I more am. of a, a hellfire situation for himself. Yes. Yeah, right. Well, see, okay, yeah. Well, the idea is, I was thinking, well, how can you have imagination without Dreamfinder and Figment? Mm-hmm. You really can't. So you got to bring them into the Pixar canon. So, you know, well, I'd, I'd so, watch the, I'd watch that movie like crazy. Well, they're Marvel. So I don't know. Can we, well, everyone can, I don't know. They they have been used by Marvel for the comics. They have. And I actually so, just read those not too long ago. It was a very cool story. You know. So anyway, so now Pixar is going to borrow them so we can have a Pixar attraction and Apple with lots of money can, um, you know, can have a, can have a corporate sponsorship for that. Awesome. I think you have a winner there, Brett. Um, Vanessa, do you want to go next? So I don't steal yours again. Sure. So I'm so excited about this idea because I am a huge Coco fan. So I'm sorry, Jose Panchito and Donald, you are out and the cast of the beloved movie. And I even consider it a musical because there's music in it. Coco is in at the Mexico pavilion. I love this idea. So first of all, any animatronics that we have, we're actually going to have them be working and they're not going to be cardboard cutouts. So that's automatically an improvement. Yay, that but is good. we will have Remember Me as the, as the big finale song at the end of, it's going to be a boat ride. Uh, so we'll keep that part of it. Um, but then we'll also have Un Poco Loco and we'll just have all this beautiful music throughout the ride. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to be going to the land of the dead. So you're going to be in this very beautiful uh, with all these lights city that you're going to be sailing through. And there should be a section that at the beginning of the ride, when you go to the land of the dead, where you're going through like some kind of a mirror situation or tunnel where your body looks like a skeleton, where you look in your, your reflection and you're just a skeleton, that's right? Cool. And yeah. then yes. at the end of the ride- that's not scary for children or adults. No, no, people love it in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's going it. to be light it's and beautiful. It's a good idea. And then at the very end, when you're finally exiting the, the land of the dead and going back to the land of the living, you're going through this tunnel of beautiful flowers and it smells. They can put those smells in there. You know how Disney puts the smells in there? There will be a new candle that we can all take the candle home and smell oh. the ride. And uh, Frida, Frida Kahlo will be in there. And oh, I'm just... I'm just so excited about this. I, I just, if they don't do this, I'm okay with them stealing my idea. <laughs> if they would just do this for me. <laughs> I love that movie so much and I love the exhibit, but there's, there would be nothing quite like being immersed in the, the film Coco. 
Absolutely. And you know, I, I feel like you might get partially your wish. I think you've plussed it beyond what uh, is out there as a potential uh, announcement. And I should mention that we do have a D23 event. We have a Destination D event uh, here in 2021 that they did announce. And so maybe we get some announcements of something like this uh, at that Destination D event in November. So just really cool. Um, great idea. I will say too, I did just recently read that um, Coco is going to be making their way into the Mickey's Philhar Magic Show in the Magic Kingdom. So you get to experience Coco yes. over there as well. Will that be the first Pixar film that is in that show? I'm trying to go through it very quickly in my mind. And I, I think Could it be. might be because yeah. you get like Aladdin, you get uh you get Belle, you get um uh I think Hercules in that. And and so I'm thinking that might be the first Pixar film that will be in Philhar yeah. Magic. But very cool, Vanessa. Really love that idea. In this park, uh, I'm going to go into controversy land here because there's going to be a couple of times that I am going to alter the actual mainstay of the park. So this is where uh, all you spaceship Earth stands are going to be writing me letters. Here is here is uh, what I'm going to do with spaceship Earth. Okay. Uh, I love the fact that they've added Mickey into the parks with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it was long overdue. Now it's time to add Walt into this park. And so here's what we're going to do. Walt is going to be the narrator of this attraction. It's going to be the same type of ride system. And we are going to go through all the pieces that would have made up his dream vision of Epcot. So we are going to be able to see that prototype city of tomorrow as we're going through this attraction. And um, of course, he didn't get to explain it all in that one special that they had on Wonderful World of Disney, but we got a lot out of that. So we can interweave that uh, and then also use other narration to be able to move you through this big ball in the sky that will be Walt's true vision of what Epcot would have been uh, and possibly could have been had he uh, lived longer than uh, he did. So that's what I would like to see. Let's bring Walt Disney to Epcot because truly that was his dream park. And that's exactly what he would have wanted to do with it. Wow. Oh my gosh. I got chills when you were talking about that. I'm like going, that is a, that's an interesting idea. And there is lots of, I mean, because when they were, when they were creating Epcot or actually when they were um, working on the, they were filming a presentation to the, I guess the Florida general assembly or whatever their governing sort of device was in 1960 something that Walt had a rather lengthy uh, description that I don't, that not everyone has seen. So there's more material for you there, Craig. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, like everybody is always worried about who the next narrator is going to be after Dame Judi Dench and um, some some people want to bring back Jeremy Irons and of course, Walter Cronkite and, and all of that. So I'm just saying like, who wouldn't want to listen to Walt talk about his vision of what Epcot should have been and could have been. So that's where I'm at with Epcot. I think now we can move into our next park. And the next park, to me, what makes sense is Disney's Hollywood Studios. We'll save Animal Kingdom for the end. So in Hollywood Studios, I'm going to go to Brett last because he grimaced. So I'm thinking that he's going to need some time to think about it. No, I'm going to need need a lot of time for Animal Kingdom because, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are for this one. You know what? I think I know where you're going with with Hollywood Studios. So I'll put you next and I'll let Vanessa go last because I don't think I'm going to steal hers this time. Um, this is the, when people talk about like what it is you would want to do if you were an Imagineer and you could pitch one project, this is the project that has always been in my mind and it's not going to surprise any of you all. But as you walk down Sunset Boulevard, you see this beautiful Tower of Terror and you see the Hollywood Hotel, but then next to it, you see an Aerosmith ride that really is just kind of, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. next to each other because it doesn't have that old Hollywood vibe. 
Well, it turns out that Disney has a pretty solid property that does have an old Hollywood vibe that would work really well as a roller coaster. So I want to introduce you to the Flight of the Rocketeer. And so what you're going to do is you're going to get into the roller coaster that's going to be designed as though PV himself worked on it. And you're going to fly through that building, which means we get to actually lighten it up. You get to see inside the building. You can see the track at this point, but we can kind of paint it to hide it a little bit. And you're flying through the crowds, uh, clouds, you are rescuing uh, someone either in a Zeppelin or you could be rescuing the, the rodeo clown at the beginning of the film. You know, you're, you're moving through the movie uh, as the short roller coaster progresses. I think it just makes sense because you could still do the rocket sound as you uh, are <laughs> being pushed that zero to 60 miles per hour. So they really don't have to alter anything except for the uh, visual aesthetics around the ride. It would actually be kind of a cheaper layover um, option for the Imagineers as well. And then you better believe that in that uh, gift shop area that you exit to, there will be a Rocketeer meet and greet, and I will be the first person in line to be (laughs) the Rocketeer meet and greet. Uh, I I get that it might not be that popular of a uh, property for Disney, but you know, there's been some questionable things as far as popularity are concerned. We didn't know as Disney fans that making an entire land out of Avatar was a good idea uh, initially. And because of the popularity had waned of that property as well. But look, people are waiting in line forever for that thing. So give me the flight of the Rocketeer. Yes, Thoughts on that? where will we put the Nazis? <laughs> you know, uh, it's fine. He can be up against, it's kind of like, the first order in star Wars, basically you're mimicking the Nazis there. You can come up with some storyline where you don't have to have swastikas in a Disney theme park, which I agree would not be very on brand. So, um, okay. So let's go to who wants to go next. I can go to Brett next. Me. Yes. Well, now does your, does yours happen to have any relation to, Bum 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 bum. How did you? Oh come on! Am I that? You know what I? Well, you've heard the things that I am. Well, not a fan of. Now that music, loving that music, loving that music, loving that show. It is my favorite nighttime spectacular at the Disney parks that I have seen. Okay, so that is fantastic at Disneyland. Now, in, in down Hollywood Boulevard, you know, now that we have the Rocketeer, let's go a little bit across the way to, well, okay, this is what I'm thinking we should do. <clears throat> we need to remove Fantasmic at Disney Hollywood Studios and do something new that still feature slash spend 60% of the show promoting the much anticipated 1995 Pocahontas film. Not, no. Gut, remove, and renew. World of Color East would be enough for me. You know what I'm saying? World of Color. You know, if you're going to bring people in to sit and watch something, you might as well be World of Color. Maybe right. they're going to do that because I'm like going, I, it is, and I know, okay, okay, I hear you out there. I hear you. I know, but I love Fantasmic. Well, clearly you have not seen the one at Disneyland because once you have, you just know that what is, you know, the abysmal abomination that is phantasmic at, oh, at Disney Hollywood Studios, it would make your skin crawl to even think about seeing that again and wasting your time there. And my gosh, you know, every time I think of that little tugboat that, you know, that practically <laughs> killed Goofy, you know, let's, let's, you know, and then watch it on YouTube. I'm like going, oh, look, Goofy fell overboard. Oh boy, you know, that's, and I'm like going, that Goofy <laughs> is someone's child and someone's maybe parent or father or someone, someone loves that. Goofy. What's Max going to do? I'm like going, I just, I just, it makes me freak out when I think of that. So I'm like going, give them a bigger boat, but let's, what you should do is not have that at all. Tear all of that out, get rid of the mountain and put a lake where a lake should be and give us world of color East. All right. That, that is, that is something I, um, that is something. I thought thought you might go, I thought you might end up going to Fantasmic. And of course, 
I've, no. uh, I don't oh. know if you all know this, but I've only ever been to Disney World, and I do happen to like Fantasmic. So, uh-huh. um, but I will have to wait and see what uh, what experience I can have. Brett is about to uh, tackle me through the yes. Zoom screen here. I'm like going, yes, around his throat. I'm like going, no, you don't understand. I'm like, you can watch it on YouTube, and it's just, it's all about scale. Scale and and so when you that little tugboat came on. out, I just wanted to scream. I'm like going, "What is that little tugboat doing?" The little tugboat <laughs> is not the Mark Twain coming around the corner. I'm like going, "Get rid of the tugboat!" And you know, I mean, it's been 27 years. It's 27 years later. You know, at why why is it is Pocahontas still that show? Now I my mind you, I have not seen Fantasmic since the first time I saw it, and that would have been after I saw, of course fantastic at Disneyland. So and since that time, I'm like going, I have to wait five hours with 27,000 people for this. I'm like going, no. I Not that I have go strong ahead and feelings. Move us along. I'm going to okay. go ahead and move us along um, a little bit. Uh, that was wonderful. Everything about that was... <laughs> and that was wonderful. off the cuff, mind you, kind of, sort of, anyway. Vanessa, what are you changing in Hollywood Studios? Okay. I don't know how to top that, so I will keep this brief. <laughs> I just I'm impassioned I I see that and I can see that you also hate tugboats but I don't love Muppet 4D 3D whatever it is I'm not a huge fan of it I thought it was amazing when I went as a kid and when I went recently as an adult I was disappointed and I think this is why I am so in love with the great moments in history with the Muppets show that is a magic kingdom so could we not have some older new york style buildings with the muppets popping up and talking to you maybe not even putting on like an actual program but interacting and maybe that's maybe that's the entrance area to the 4d i'm not necessarily saying the whole 4d production has to come out but or 3d whatever it is but I just think some more Muppet interaction with real Muppets, because when you're in the Magic Kingdom, you're like, they're real. That's that's really Miss Piggy. That's really Kermit the Frog. That's really Fozzie, Fozzie Bear and Gonzo. That's what we need because it's so sad. It's just so sad over there with that, just that little movie and there's no real Muppets and we need more. Oh, wouldn't it be incredible if, if, uh, th- some of the Muppets were out, the ones that walk are out walking around down the street of a Muppet area. That would be nice. And yes. the Rizzo's Pizza, I mean, that whole Rizzo's Pizza is not great. And it's just, oh, that area makes me so sad. It's so sad. It needs something to a really. Refreshing, yes. View. Refreshing. And Muppets need a little bit more presence in the park, for sure. I completely agree with you there. And okay. wonderful, yes. wonderful suggestions uh, for Hollywood Studios. We're going to move into Animal <laughs> Even Kingdom. Even if we say so ourselves, yes. Yes, absolutely. We are we are geniuses here on Beyond the Mouse. <laughs> so um, we're going to move into Animal Kingdom. And I would, I'm going to keep this one brief because I want to move us along. Um, but also, this was the one I had the hardest time with. And it's the one I had the hardest time with making my own attraction on as well. Um, but again, I'm going to mess with a mainstay. Tough to be a bug. I'm sorry, but like a bug's life is not in the, not necessarily the most relevant piece of IP that uh, they have in the world of Disney. So here's what I'm going to do with the tree of life. I'm going to turn it into a planetarium that you can visit during the day. And so as you walk into the, uh, as you walk into the tree of life, essentially you get that map uh, of the stars and you, you could be told a story about our place in the universe and the reason why conservation is important. And you can experience all that. I'm thinking um, very much like us here in central Illinois, we can go visit the Adler planetarium in Chicago. I'm thinking very much like their kind of dome. And this would be almost like a show that happens uh, or some kind of movie that can play throughout the day. And that's what I want to do. I want to turn into a huge planetarium inside the tree of life. Um, Vanessa, what was your thought at Animal Kingdom? Well, I am not a fan of the, I'm not even sure what it specifically it's called. I think Dino Land yes. and the Dino Rama area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
first of all, it is so hot out there. There is no shade. And the only shade is that giant dinosaur that you have to stand underneath. But if you want to play games, you're waiting in lines in the sun. And I do not like that. And also, I feel like there really aren't enough games. And I would make them free. Because those games, you're never going to win them. So why not just have more and have it be a fun, free thing? And I don't know. I just... It's not my favorite area to visit. I walk through to get to Finding Nemo, so the musical. So if they could do something with that area to make it a little more fun and a little more lively and a little more shaded, then I would appreciate that area more. That's actually why the dinosaurs went extinct was because that area is hotter than the surface of the sun. Um, But what I will say is that, you know, Joe Rohde, when he talks about Animal Kingdom, their whole idea for Dino Land was that it was like a, a fair that came to town, one of those like kind of rundown fairs that end up setting up in like a mall parking lot and they plopped down there in Animal Kingdom. But I don't think that people get that story. Like it's so, um, it is so divergent from everything else that they do in Animal Kingdom that absolutely that area truly in real life needs a huge overhaul because um, they kind of have like off the store shelf attractions back there that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, many of them, Primeval World is closed now permanently. So I hope that that area gets a little bit of love the next time they get back around to Animal Kingdom. Brett. <laughs> well, um, if there's any question of shade in Dino Land, um, uh, let's just say Vanessa took care of that because she threw plenty of shade on that <laughs> whole idea. Okay. But since we're there, is it my turn? Yeah, sure. What? Oh, so, okay. So, um, so there's a rumor out there and, you know, I've I've ridden Dinosaur, the attraction, and there's a rumor that it's the same track as Indiana Jones. Now, okay, I'm not sure if that is even really true, and that's what we should have, oh, that's what we should have asked Tony Baxter. Well, Tony, if you're listening, sorry. Um, That was our question, but my, okay, I'm thinking you need to, if, if the track is there, you need to put Indiana Jones where an Indiana Jones needs to be. <laughs> okay. There's some of you will get that reference. Anyway, so um, that, yeah. So, and if it's not the same, just make it so because Indiana Jones is the best attraction pretty much out there. It's least it's, well, it's between one, number one and number two for me, but I think it wins out. So, so yeah, again, um, and I don't know, maybe, you know, oh, well, you know, with Indiana Jones 5 coming out, is that right? Anyway, I'm sure that, you know, we'll take a, we'll take Indy to the home. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I think we, yeah, well, let's just tear that out and put a new Indiana Jones experience in there because it is truly one of the best attractions at a Disney park. So do you want to carry it over from Disneyland? Basically, um, you know, and this is not a critique. That's fine. This is not necessarily okay. a critique, Brett, although it's going to come across as a critique. Oh, here it goes. Were, were all of your altering of the Walt Disney World Resort um, attractions just bringing things over from Disneyland? Is yes. that what you did? Okay. I'm like going, right. it's the best thing to do. I'm like all going. Right. I, it I, makes I, it very gosh, easy. I'm really. Uh, well, you know, it's like, um, it's almost like you're the Imagineer who forgot that they had a meeting at eight o'clock and then decided at seven 30, what they were going to do. Uh, and they're just going to bring everything over from Disneyland. Oh, oh, oh. oh gosh, gosh. Now the shade comes from the other co-host as well. <laughs> oh, Let's dive well, right into prepare. our own attractions, <laughs> our own attractions that we will be doing in these parks. So this is the second category of armchair oh, gosh, engineering for the pressure, today. I only have one and it's not even at a park. Oh my goodness, really? Yes. Rutherford. I know. Okay, well, this part could be a little bit because... Brett Brett will go last every round. Every round. Every round, Brett's going to go last. I'm going to go first, and we're going to start back in the Magic Kingdom. Um, And I don't think that either of you are as familiar with this series as I am, but there is a fairly successful series of books that are now continuing on uh, called The Kingdom Keepers. And The Kingdom Keepers really takes place throughout the Disney theme parks. But uh, the first book actually takes place primarily in Walt Disney World in Magic Kingdom. And I would love to see 
something of that vibe. It doesn't necessarily need to be the overtakers or like, it doesn't need to be Maleficent, but it could be because uh, of course we love her in that park and we love villains. People are always clamoring for like a fifth gate to be a villain park. We need to put a villain ride into the Magic Kingdom and it has to be a dark ride. It has to be a trackless ride. I think it goes right into fantasy land somewhere. I don't, this is all imaginary, so I don't have to necessarily tell you specifically where it's going to go in at, but um, you have to be able to escape from several different villains that are working together throughout this ride. And because of the new um, technology that they have with trackless systems, we can make a mix of animatronics and then also visual screens as well. And it'll be kind of a fun slightly terrifying at times experience that then at the end of course resolves itself with you alone saving the magic kingdom uh, and going about your day because everyone else in the park is enjoying it because of what you did to stop the villains from taking over so i need a villain ride in the magic kingdom um vanessa you want to go next or did you have any thoughts on that I think a villain's ride would be great. I wrote that down as one of my options, but uh, if we could end it with a theme song from the Halloween parade where they sing, it's good to be bad. It's good to be bad. They're getting like carted off in like a, in like a, one of those old timey jail wagon things. What, whatever. I mean, I just want that song in there because I, I love singing that song every Halloween season. So, but I will actually keep things moving right along to a property that I'm surprised Craig hasn't brought up yet. And that is a goofy movie. I think that it would be grand to have some kind of a ride. Now I haven't quite thought this through and I don't know how this would work, but maybe to have where you're in a car and you, it, it would be like a slow ride and then you end up on water. And just when you think you're going to go over or somehow it saves you go backwards, but then, but then, because, and I think you should get a little bit wet because you're on a river and then go through like a wind tunnel. Now I know there's not a wind tunnel in a goofy movie, but you could, but he, Max could say something like, or Goofy could be like, gosh, time to get ready for the concert. And then there'd be like wind, like a hairdryer. And, and then you would be on stage with the, at the Powerline concert. And then it would be like a concert at the end. And, and I don't know. I just think there's something cool that could really happen with a Goofy movie. And it would be great to have it in the Magic Kingdom Park. Now, I know some people are going to say that maybe a roller coaster is better that's fine. We can put the property there too. It's just that I don't ride roller coasters. So all of my pretend rides are going to be boat rides or slow rides. <laughs> no, I totally get that. And, you know, um, spoiler alert, uh, Max and Goofy might be making an appearance at some point in my list as well. So um, totally get that. I like spoiler. it. I like it a lot. Okay. I love bringing in that property. It brings in that nostalgia vibe. Uh, certainly that is all having like the the Kevin Lima verse is having quite the resurgence between Tarzan and a goofy movie. Um, and now we're getting disenchanted off of enchanted. So I love it. I'd say bring it on, uh, bring more of it into the parks at all the times. And I'm okay with a slow ride, especially in magic kingdom. Cause I think you have to have um, the ability to bring your kiddos on a lot of those rides in magic kingdom. And that's why like my villains ride is also just a dark ride uh, trackless system. And it's just terrifying enough to scare a little kid, but not be, um, something where like it's not going to be like extra terrestrial uh that they used to have over in tomorrowland so so good brett do you happen to have an idea off the cuff here because off the cuff um, yeah well let's see well you know if i may give you a little bit um when (laughs) if we're like if we're giving a little um shout out warning what 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 did you just do because because i have a villain thing too on my my okay. so I had one redo and one new thing. So okay. now That's I'm, te- I'm telling you about that. Okay. Since we're in the Magic Kingdom, I think there needs to be a in park place to take a nap. So oh, yeah. um so and you know, I'm like going because believe me, I have taken naps in the Magic Kingdom. Now, at one time it was the it was the Walt Disney story on Main Street, which is about a 22 minute minute nap. Okay. And I have done that a lot 
Um, but I, what what took the place of that was um, the Hall of Presidents. Now you have, I mean, I have in the past been like one of the last people in. So I'm like on the far left-hand side. And so I can nap. And then, um, but the Civil War always used to wake me up. It was kind of sad. And anyway, and then so, and then um, when the presentation is over, you can move to the other side and you kind of be slow. And then so as the other people are filtering in, then you can sit down. So you can get kind of um, about a 40 minute nap or so with um, two interruptions of the Civil War. Now I'm thinking that time frame of about 40 minutes would be really good. And especially, you know, I'm thinking, well, I've also napped in um, in Mickey's Philharm Magic. So I'm thinking we need Napland as some place where you can go and cool down your ch- your children can go there and kind of take a little nap. I mean, it could be very Disney and it can be, you know, music or movies or something. But anyway, so Napland is my idea for the Magic Kingdom. Okay. I mean, I guess they could bring in some of those old Disney classics. You can watch Pollyanna and put you right to sleep. Uh, <laughs> that would be... That would be the perfect. That would be a three-hour nap. No, and and I take I take much offense to that comment, but um, you'll pay for it later. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move into Epcot now. Um, and Vanessa, do you want to go first in Epcot? Yes, I do want to go first. I'm so excited for this other boat ride idea I have. <laughs> <laughs> boats for days. So all the boats, but Just no stay tuck in boats. the boats. If there's anything, do not take there. TikToks of the boats and trying to grab different vegetables out of the yes. ride. Do not do that. No cucumbers. Stay in the stay in the Come boats. Come on, be respectful, but love the boats, but not the tug boats. Okay, so I'm thinking that there needs to be a, a boat ride where now, if we don't do my thought was to have it start off with. Um, uh, world of color because I want it to be like color therapy. I love small world. It's a color therapy ride for me, but it's got lots of dolls and some people that's not their thing. Also water is very relaxing. So I'm thinking we start off with all this color and there was a thing in Epcot that, oh, wait, are we in Epcot? Yeah. Yes. yes. We are, okay. I just we? want to make sure. I'm like, yes. which park are we in? Okay. So there was this place where you could go in and it was near like the left the entrance, to, but then to the left of Epcot and it was a room and you could change the colors. And um, the guy who plays Phil Dumphy uh, on Modern Family was oh, the voice of uh-huh. it. And was I that really, presented by Glidden? <laughs> I went in there once and they wanted to talk to me a lot about color. And I was like, okay, I can't handle this kind of interaction. I just want to see the color. And then I left. So I, I really liked that space. But if it was a ride where you're immersed with color, and then this is the really cool part. So you know how you can have fountains shoot water and mm-hmm. and then have a bunch of those and you're riding underneath this tunnel. Oh. Also tunnels. All the tunnels are in my rides. So boats and tunnels. And you're you're, you're riding through a tunnel of water. And you can have it, you can shoot light into the water. So it could be like a rainbow and it'd be so relaxing. And then get this guys for the rest of the ride, it's Fantasia themed. So you're incorporating music from Fantasia and the lights, and you could even have some screens with some characters coming out, but the whole thing is lights and water playing off of each other within a ride to beautiful music. Uh, We're not going to do that night night above mountain whatever that is no no no. we're not doing the scary part of fantasia just the nice lovely parts of fantasia oh i think this would just be the most therapeutic and relaxing and and and, like joyful ride for me i'm gonna be upset now i've invested so much of my heart into this thinking of this that if they don't make it i'm gonna be stressed out i'm gonna have to ride like small world like five thousand times you know, uh, I think our art therapy, color therapy, music therapy listeners out there are just loving everything that you're talking about. Uh, and me too. I think that that would be a, an incredibly moving ride and you'd be able to um, be able to really soak it in and be able to sort of have that relaxation as well as just the beauty and combining all things Disney. I love it. I like that idea a lot. I'm going to go a completely opposite direction from that. And I know 
don't send me emails. Don't send me letters. I know that this is impossible because of some crazy agreement that Marvel made with Universal way a long time ago. So I get it that Marvel, when you go, when it comes to east of the Mississippi River, uh, Disney is extremely limited with what Marvel characters they can use, which is why Avengers Campus is out in Disneyland, but not going to be coming to uh, Walt Disney World anytime soon. Instead, you get all the cruddy costumes. I've never been to Universal, I, I will say that, but watching vloggers go there and seeing the costumes they put these Marvel characters in makes me so sad. It just makes me so sad. Anyway, we just had, uh, I don't know, it was a small film. Uh, it was actually the largest film ever uh, until Avatar did a, a recent movie release and retopped it. But we just had Avengers Endgame, which was all about the Infinity Stones. And so I think right next to Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the roller coaster that will be opening soon in the next year or two, I think what you do there is you make uh, basically the Infinity Stones as a attraction. And so what can happen is all the time jumping that was done in the end game movie, you can do that as part of an attraction and you can kind of put yourself in that Marvel space. I, I get that some people are upset about IP going into Epcot, but guess what? That ship has sailed. Uh, we are in IP land when it comes to Epcot. And I think that adding the Avengers and in particular Thanos and the Infinity Saga as that main crux of an attraction, this could be really your high thrill power attraction within Epcot because we, we have test track there, but that's really the only quote unquote thrill ride in that park. So I think that this now, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy also opening up with a roller coaster as well. Um, but I would say that, you know, we have an opportunity here to bring in all the Avengers, have lots of fun with that IP. Okay. Make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Vanessa's yes. not going to go on that one because no, I don't. it I might don't make know her who Bucky is. What if I write it and then it ruins it for me? And then you actually find out that the Bucky, who is Captain America in a long run of Captain America, at least in the is comics. He is he? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I don't believe it. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> Brett, did you think of something while we were talking? Well, in the theme of bringing, well, as you said, you know, um, West Coast East, because that's where all my ideas come from, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Okay, so Epcot, we have Future World and we have World Showcase. Now, there was a time when World Showcase was going to have another World Showcase behind, well, there was a rumor. And the rumor was Sydney Harbor. So Sydney Harbor was going to take the place, well, it was going to be an addition. It was going to be kind of in the place where the American Adventure is. So since there's like, oh, I don't know, there's um, roads and um, studio and hotels that, you know, are in the area where that was at least initially planned, let's move a new world showcase, an additional, a number of additional countries to... Um, let's see, so where Equatorial Africa is. Okay. Let's make it a real Equatorial Africa. Let's have Sydney Harbor. Let's have a bunch of other countries that represent the world because this is World Showcase and not just, you know, 12, 13, 11 countries around the world. And for those that do like to imbibe, you can go on another drinking around the world and, you know, in those areas. I'm sure that they have beverages that you would enjoy as well. So anyway, so I'm bringing back, so I'm bringing back the, the notion of, an, of more countries in World Showcase. So that's what I'm doing. More countries in World Showcase. That's smart. You know, Absolutely. there's no place and like World Showcase. There's, uh, so, okay, so there are 19 spots. Uh, available in World Showcase, and I believe there's only 12 countries there now. So no, 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 you have we're, some we're, room. Nope, we're not doing that. Nope, we're not adding ones to where they are. We're at. We're we're building more. So we're, we're gonna have out. another Sydney Harbor sort of thing. So kind of you know where where the barges used to mm -hmm. go. You know we're using that area and the Africa area, and we we can expand there to have the second yes. part of World more Showcase. countries. More countries. Right. That sounds good to me. Now let's move on to Disney's Hollywood Studios. 
Uh, and again, Vanessa, do you want to go first here? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think you're really going to like this one, Craig. Um, so there is a movie and you'll have to help me remember the name of it, uh, because I jotted these down right before this recording and I couldn't fact check things, which is why I'm miss saying things consistently through this episode, but there's a movie with Toby McGuire, I think where, Everything is in black and white. Is it Smallville? What's it Pleasantville. called? Pleasantville. Pleasantville. That's even a better title. And everything is in black and white. So it would be cool if there was a section of Hollywood Studios where everything was made to look in black and white. Oh, I like the, that. The character actors come out in monochromatic makeup, which I have literally seen. And it's spooky that these people can look just like they're in a black and white tv show and then you know the guests obviously will still be in color and they could act like pleasantville like you're in color and and they could be shocked just like in the movie now i know this isn't a disney property this movie i don't think it is but i love that movie and i think that's one thing that i'd like to see more of in hollywood studios is this hearkening back to old hollywood classic hollywood i think while it's a different time, it can also it was also a beautiful time. And and our friend uh Brandon, we just pop him down there for the day. He didn't have to see anything else. He just yes. love it hanging out there in the black and white films. And wouldn't that be kind of cool? That'd be great. I like yeah, the idea. I think I think that that's a great idea, and it, it really feeds into that fifties prime time as well. And like you could oh. kind of you know mm-hmm. maybe even that like whole Echo Lake area. I'm thinking that that might be a good area for this. Yeah, I don't know that park very well because I don't go there, but sure. <laughs> it is the one where the dinosaur is. That's all you got to think. The dinosaur in the boat. Uh, that That's the area that I'm thinking of that might work for your, uh, your spot. Okay. Sure. I'm going to go next. And this is where I... So I decided I wanted to make a show. Well, and I should say that uh, oh, honorable mention nice. here, honorable mention, I had thought about the idea of a Pixar movie ride because we've lost the great movie ride. And I, I kind of thought about the idea of combining um, the movie making experience that used to open MGM studios. Uh, that kind of experience has now been lost in Hollywood studios to some extent. So I would like to see like from start to stop what it takes to make a Pixar film. I think that that could be a really cool uh, slower ride that, that walks you through the process. Um, and I think it could bring back some of the old Hollywood flair, uh, what the mission statement of the old MGM studios, um, for sure. That's my honorable mention because Brett had a brilliant idea with bringing Pixar into Journey to Imagination in our other category of rides. So here's my actual submitted for your approval, for the approval of the Midnight Society. I want to have uh, one of the shows, and this probably would go into the area, I guess it kind of replaces an area, uh, would replace like that Beauty and the Beast area over there, kind of in the, the old Hollywood area. But I would love to see, I want to go to a Powerline concert. I, I want to go. I, I think that uh, you can make it really interactive. You could even make it to where as you're walking through the queue, you're going through the backstage area, much like Max and Goofy did. Um, and you could have little entryways, like, you know how, like, at one point they fit into the cello case, like you could go into that area, like you have to kind of go through that area, um, different ways to be able to get and access the stage. And then once you get on stage, you are, you feel like you are seeing it from the backstage area at first. And then the cameras or the show or the stage swings around to the front. And then now you're an Ooh. audience member really enjoying Tevin Campbell belting up <laughs> to eye. And I just think it would be a brilliant use of a show. It would get people pumped up. It would be like a huge dance party. And so that's my show idea. Going to DHS is a Powerline concert. <laughs> that's fun. I love that. So I, like I said, uh, Max and Goofy, they're definitely going to get some love in my parks uh, for sure. So anyway, I'm like, wait, it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Now, let's see. My idea, which did, well, which has now has happened during the time that you all have been talking about, what new attraction would you bring to the Disney Studios? Okay. In an effort to uh, promote 
upcoming films, films in production, that sort of thing. People even, it was a part of the original Disney MGM studio. And now that we have Disney Hollywood studios, we still need to promote films in Disney intellectual property or IP. So we do a coming attraction sort of attraction um, and it gives you behind the scenes of what's coming up because um, we need to sell tickets and sell um, Disney. Ooh, how about a Disney Plus? We need a Disney Plus pavilion. There, that's what I'm bringing to the Disney Hollywood studio. Anyway, just something that promotes um, the properties of the Disney company. You know, make it a, there's going to be a big store there. People are invested in the Disney company, and this is a way for them to learn more about upcoming things and and buy that merch and wear that merch. And, you know, as Disney takes over the world, we just give them, you know, kind of the Emporium version of that. Okay. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, now let's talk uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. So going into Animal Kingdom, this is the one, again, like when I was altering things, I had the hardest time with this one because I, I think that we bring back the idea of edutainment when we're talking about uh, going into Animal Kingdom and that idea of conservation. I also want to be able to bring some of the new technology that they're using in places uh, like Imagineering and throughout the Disney studios. And there's this thing that they're using to film The Mandalorian in particular, but also some other films. I think that Imagineering has used it. I think this is what they used during the uh, presentation that they did the wish on. And it's essentially, it's called the dome and it is a Basically, it's not a green screen. It is a huge dome that is all virtual screens. And I think you could make a really killer um, film or educational type journey talking about the way that the earth is and the way that it could be. And you can kind of, this is something where not to beat over the head the idea of climate change and the idea of earth conservation, but I think we kind of are at that point where we do need some beating over the head with it. So I would say <laughs> that uh, this would be a film, an educational opportunity to explain the consequences of climate change and what the earth could be. Of course, you end in a positive note and show what it can be if we all work together to help save our earth. So that's where I'm at. Uh, again, it's not necessarily a revolutionary idea, but I want to use that uh, huge dome that, that they are using out in California to be able to have this really expansive kind of more interactive movie and film. Uh, Vanessa? Well, I had trouble with Animal Kingdom as well, but I think I have something here. We're going to go underground. Now, I know we go under the tree and, and meet the bugs, but underground into a walking cave tour and i've now i've kind of stolen this from merrimack caverns which is um in the midwest for those of you listening who aren't from the midwest but if you haven't been at the very end of the tour at merrimack caverns there's a light show and they light up all the different parts of the cave and it's really beautiful you hear water dripping and i think maybe because there are so many walking tours in animal kingdom where you can look at birds and you can look at gorillas i think maybe we have one where you're walking through the caves and at the end maybe there's a show I don't know. Maybe some of the stalactites are animatronics and they sing. It could be very Tiki Room-esque where the cave and the bats are singing, but something underground that is cool and pretty and teaches you about caves. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't think I could top that. So I'm going to skip this round and take a gentleman's, I don't know, an incomplete... <laughs> this version because i have one more idea babies i have one more idea because you know of the things i thought we were doing one old and one new and, and i have my new one so i'm saving it for um, disney springs are we going to get to do disney springs we weren't because that wasn't part of the assignment but yes uh brett for you <laughs> you, you thank can you. do disney you springs do so thank you okay so <clears throat> blue sky imagineering disney's villain experience at disney springs club hades an evening of dining, dancing, and Disney-level debauchery for fans of all the Disney villains that we love to hate or simply love to love. A, evening of Disney-themed decadent dining. 
B. Hades is the MC for a night of villain stand-up comedy, musical production numbers, and other entertainments. I mean, can you just imagine Evil Queen, Madame Tremaine, Cruella, Maleficent, and the girls in a villain version of Beyonce's All the Single Ladies remix? All the Evil Ladies? Can you see that? I think that's kind of fun. Okay, and then C, to cap off the night, we quote Winifred Sanderson, dance, dance, dance until you die. Well, not really, but you can join your favorite Disney villains for a spin around the dance floor for some late night fun and fury. There. I like it. I like it. Now, yeah. see, that was a really good flushed out idea. I appreciate that quite yes, a bit. Yes, well, if I, I guess, yeah. Well, see, I can do that. <clears throat> Absolutely, you can. See, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, there it is, everybody. That is our, uh, that's our thoughts on what we have uh, presented to you, our armchair Imagineering thoughts. Hopefully, we'll do more of these in the future. Uh, hopefully, I will be better at explaining the rules in the future, uh, and we will go from there. Hopefully. But, of course, we are so excited to have you continue to listen to our show. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. You can find all of our past episodes by searching any podcast feed that you want. Just search Beyond the Mouse. We are also part of NPR Illinois as well, so you can find us on nprillinois.org. Also, we are part of the Front Row Network, so you can find us on a lot of the Front Row Network podcasts as well. Follow along with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. We have actually a page for the podcast, which is Beyond the Mouse Podcast. But then even more importantly, I'd say we have our group on Facebook, which is Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals. Join in there because we love interacting with everybody that listens to the show. Um, And we're certainly going to get some of your ideas on armchair Imagineering as well. We are on Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod, and also on Twitter, Beyond the Mouse as well. Just been a really fun day. Thanks for uh, indulging us here. It's always great to think about the Disney parks and to think about ways that we might change and make even more perfect the area that we all love to go to. So any final thoughts, Brett? (laughs) I'm looking forward to the next one because now I understand what we're supposed to do. Well, and the thing is, the next one might be different. So we will make sure that that you are... 100% ready for it. I'll ask the dumb questions I was thinking about asking, but I thought that they were dumb next time around. I'll do that. (laughs) No dumb questions ever, of course. (laughs) Vanessa, any final thoughts? I just hope they do all of my suggestions. Walt Disney World, balls in your court. That's right. (laughs) That's right, because we all know when it comes to the Disney theme parks, there is a great big beautiful tomorrow. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe in the front row of some villain experience. I think we all had villains. On or the some Coco oh, ride. Coco <laughs> ride, ride in a boat. We're in a boat. <laughs> all Waltz, the boats. Waltz Epcot, I'm telling you. That, that was my, that, if I was ranking.